Hey, I'm Shannon, and I'm in front of the firing squad, but I haven't been shot yet. <laughs> and I'm Emma, and I would never, ever buy the Bellini baby basket. <laughs> I revealed too much too soon. I was emotionally slutty. Okay, I'm a big whore. I think we have a stiff breeze. I'll give you a hundred dollars if you say something bitchy about someone we know. That's bullshit, Gary! No! It was a very overwhelming baby basket. It was so big and like so expensive. Yes. And did Charlotte like, okay, people, <laughs> I feel like my friends and I like go in on gifts like that. Mm -hmm. Like, did she spend all that money or did, I guess maybe it's probably a situation where the like Charlotte has it figured out. We'll just send her some money. Mm. Yeah, I kind of got the impression that Carrie was very much a parasite in that situation where she was just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in on this gift too. But like, did she actually contribute? There's no way. Remains to be, <laughs> remains to be seen. <laughs> yeah, Carrie would never have the forethought to grab the Bellini baby basket. Absolutely not. <laughs> but speaking of... Uh, babies and baskets I guess that's kind of yeah that's kind of our topic for today um and I guess kind of like on that note like have have you ever been to a baby shower so I loved when we talked about this when we were watching the episodes mm -hmm. and I my very first thought was no and then I realized that I had been to a baby shower. I just <laughs> thought it was so unbelievably boring that it just like Depressed. exited my memory. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one memorable part of it and not memorable in a good way mm. was like one of the games was to like taste baby food and mm. try to like, and you had to write down what flavors were in the baby food. Mm. And I was appalled <laughs> mm. I don't know it just I thought it was just like really gross and weird and it was just not for me <laughs> that's like very fair baby food after a certain point uh, perhaps when one grows teeth um, <laughs> becomes very <laughs> very unappetizing <laughs> yeah I think that's like I can totally understand Miranda's gripe when she eventually has Brady and like her stipulations of what she specifically wants at the baby shower because I can definitely see a lot of those kind of games being very unappealing. <laughs> yeah, I would def if it were me, I would definitely just want like pizza and mm -hmm. I would even set up like a video game or something. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I don't even want to play those things, mm -hmm. but... I mean, I feel like you kind of get, like, caught up in it. Mm -hmm. It's like I've seen brides, like, completely different topic, but you see, like, brides that are, like, very, very chill mm -hmm. and then kind of get, like, swept away in the, mm. in the grandioseness of it all. Yeah. And I think that that could definitely happen with the baby shower, too. Once gifts mm. are involved mm -hmm. and, like, things that you need, I could see you sort of, like, you kind of have to give in to that weird, like, expectation of what your mm. baby shower has to be. That's such an interesting point. Yeah, it's almost like um, it's it's something bigger than than you and necessarily like what you want. Like I could very much see even you know parents being involved and really driving that too of having this like expectation of of what a baby shower is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. My so my mom always had um, a very specific opinion of baby showers, and 
I don't know it like never really clicked until I got old enough and I was like oh interesting this is like very very interesting to think about and it was um you can have a baby shower for your first kid but then Mm -hmm. and you can have baby showers for your second third however many kids you have after but like don't expect more gifts (laughs) (laughs) on top of that and I was like oh so interesting to I don't know interesting to think about like can you just imagine if you had six children and then you had like a baby shower for each of them and you're like I need a new cramper (laughs) every single one of my children oh my gosh I know and I'm I mean I am very much of the belief especially for children to like not buy stuff like Mm -hmm. I I mean I don't have any nieces or nephews but my my partner has a niece and nephew Mm. and she always sends money for like an RESP or like you Mm -hmm. know to actually invest um, just because they're just there's so much stuff mm-hmm. especially kid stuff yeah I mean like I have a dog which is not a kid but you just accumulate mm-hmm. stuff and so I feel like I love your mom's rule it's like no gifts is that no what Miranda gifts. wanted she said didn't she say no gifts or no she would accept the gifts mm. yeah I can't remember now exactly what happened like I I can understand for your first kid and like getting you know some of the stuff that you need like that would probably be really helpful but yeah I think she actually it's coming back to me I think she accepted because there were gifts at first she was like Mm. I don't want a baby shower and then they're like but that's how you get all the stuff you need Mm. and then she was like you're right that's that's right but Kira from the episode mm-hmm. of Women's Right to mm-hmm. Shoes. I believe that was her third baby and Carrie was still going through the baby registry. And they were yeah. like pretty like I don't know. It's yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Babies mm-hmm. accumulate a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's true. But what about you? Have you ever been to a baby shower? Yes. Yes, I have. I think I've just been to one that I can remember and yeah, it was for somebody that like I don't it was kind of like a work-related thing, so a lot of um, my colleagues at the time were attending, so I wasn't like super, super close to the person who was having a baby, and I wasn't, I guess at the time, I was kind of close to some of the people attending, but yeah, it was it was kind of a thing where I remember decorating like onesies. Um, thankfully, we didn't have to play that disgusting, it was I think it's disgusting, but like the diaper game where like there's melted chocolate in it. Like that is disgusting. That is too close for comfort. I do not want that near my face. I'm such a like, like if it looks like something, I feel like it is something like I even, I have a hard time getting past food that like even at a Halloween party, Mm. thinking of Halloween somewhat recently when we're recording, but like food that like looks like eyeballs or like Mm. looks like something else I have a really hard time like eating it Mm. and I don't know what it is so the diaper thing which I didn't even know was a thing until you told me about it (laughs) because of my very limited experience with baby showers that's like my nightmare Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a literal nightmare Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes no I I just I couldn't I would tap out (laughs) I would tap out but yeah, there, I don't know. It's like, it is very, it's a very interesting, like cultural thing that, that happens and, you know, everybody's kind of different, but it is interesting how like the pattern kind of repeats itself and people like do very similar things. And I don't know, I, I find myself very much in line with Miranda fried chicken and <laughs> no storks. <laughs> no storks whatsoever. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, I guess kind of on that topic, we're talking today about babies. We're talking about motherhood, um, which is kind of something that comes up throughout the show. Honestly, like from season one, and we'll we'll talk about um, one of my favorite episodes in particular from season one. But yeah, motherhood is kind of this like common theme that is very much entangled in the exploration of this sense of checking boxes as you get into your 30s and you know following a certain pattern of life and you know evolving from like singledom to partnerdom or whatever that might entail Um, but yeah babies and motherhood are often kind of like this big question as you get into your 30s and you're like hmm is it and if you haven't already of course but yeah just that question of like do do I or do I not have children um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about three episodes that kind of concern this topic. And there's a lot more episodes that deal with this, but we just kind of picked three that that stood out. So we're going to be talking about season one, episode 10, The Baby Shower, one of my favorite episodes in it's the series. It's so good. It's so good. Really holds up. Um, we'll be talking about season four, episode 11, Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Um, and then we'll be talking about season six, episode 15, Catch 38. A great title. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and another, another episode with some really great lines. Um, but yeah, just kind of as a quick summary of the episodes we'll be talking about. So we're talking about, um, the baby shower in this episode, the girls venture out to the wonderful, land of Connecticut um, to visit their old pal Delaney who's treated in a very high profile career of partying and sleeping with guys to settling down and having her first baby and so in this episode Carrie has her own pregnancy scare and really just questions whether or not she wants kids um, Charlotte is very shattered when Delaney <laughs> <laughs> steals her secret baby name Shayla um, Miranda looks like Trinity from the Matrix <laughs> and makes out with a guy on a couch. And Samantha throws a, I'm not having a baby shower. Everybody drink. <laughs> I love that so much. And it also like just the fact, I love this like trip out to Connecticut, mm-hmm. basically this venture, this journey, because I mean, I very much feel the same way when I visit my friends and family who have kids it's Mm. like they don't they move away from the city or just even in the outskirts and it's just like I don't know I have a friend who says like nothing's going to change when she has a baby she'll just Mm. tug her baby around everywhere and I'm kind of like I don't I don't believe you Mm. (laughs) I feel like there is this like very like physical separation and Mm. it doesn't always have to be but I do feel there is that yeah that like actual physical distance Mm -hmm. as well as that sort of emotional distance Mm -hmm. that happens when people start choosing to have kids and other people choose not to then Mm -hmm. friendships kind of like change and evolve a little bit well I love that you bring that up and this comes up in in not an episode that we're talking about today but I remember right after Miranda has Brady and Mm -hmm. she's meeting with her uh, neighbor in law in the elevator or I don't know in her apartment wherever she meets her neighbor and her neighbor's like do your friends have kids and Miranda says no but they're really Mm -hmm. kind and supportive and understanding and this neighbor is just like no if they don't have kids they don't they don't know they don't get it and I can absolutely understand why like it really I I don't have children but it does seem like 
there's a really big shift in your priorities and just mm-hmm. a shift in I think for for people that have babies like it can be a really big shift in in seeing yourself and you know like what what are you thinking about every single day and what is like you're thinking about this like small being and their future and yeah this that can be just like a totally different um yeah a really big shift from maybe like who you were before kids and maybe that that shift isn't like so significant for for some people but yeah it does seem like and this kind of comes up in in the baby shower episode where like yeah you just you change you change and of course you would change because it's a really big change to happen to to anybody in their life and especially for somebody who who births a child I can absolutely appreciate that's a pretty significant life process to go through yeah (laughs) (laughs) I had a thought and then I completely forgot it but yeah just like talking about that shift I mean it doesn't have to be a negative shift like even Mm -hmm. I think of like and just like that and you know the three of them are still friends and Mm. And yeah, their lives are a bit different and their family lives look different. Um, I do think that those sort of like close, true friendships can remain true. And yeah, and yeah it, it's just there is there or there at least there must be because <laughs> I mean, as I said, I don't have kids and none mm-hmm. of my really, really close friends don't have kids. Um, so this is all like imagine <laughs> this mm-hmm. is an imaginary world. Yeah. Um but I think with that adjustment period, there's probably mm. a big like shift in the beginning. And then mm. eventually it just, you know, things kind of settle as they will. Yeah. Like you, you might, you might not like fully, you, you just kind of, I guess, find like a new pattern, a new normal, like a new, um, a new sense of yourself and, and, and that kind of thing. I, again, I can imagine but yeah, I like what you're what you're saying. Like, it doesn't always have to be a negative shift. And I think like Charlotte's a really good example of a person that always wanted to be a mother and became a mother and like loves it and just really like did so much work to prepare her life for that. And she excels at it. She's a great mom. We see that and, <laughs> and just like that, like so so much. She's the one that thought to bring the Bellini baby basket to Lainey, who. <laughs> We never hear from again throughout the series, so she can't be that close of a friend <laughs> for any of these girls. Well, she's out in Connecticut. She might as That's well true. be in <laughs> on the moon. <laughs> yeah, like they say, as soon as you leave Manhattan, I guess you fall off the earth. <laughs> yeah, they they did literally say that. I love it. <laughs> um, but I, I really do appreciate, like, you know, even as much as Charlotte wanted to be a mom, like, you still you saw a little bit of that struggle in the second movie where she was, you know, struggling to adjust to having two children and, you know, kind of keeping up with, keeping up with that. And yeah, just like acknowledging that it is tough. It's, it's a lot of work to, to have, to have children at all, but yeah. And not only a lot of like physical work, like it is a lot of emotional work Mm -hmm. and you can't even, really express that I think as a mom like Mm. there is this perception that moms have to be strong and Mm. like um I I think I've talked about it on another episode but I do think about that moment in the second Mm. movie all the time with Charlotte when she kind of has a little breakdown in the in the pantry Mm -hmm. and it kind of reminds me (laughs) my mom who is an incredible mother like Mm -hmm. she is very like collected and calm and Mm. like just a very like she doesn't really lose her cool or like, you know, lose her temper or anything like that. But I do, 
I remember the one time in my whole life I heard my mom swear and she like she dropped yogurt on the ground or something it was like a very like something that is incredibly frustrating Mm -hmm. but also not a big deal you know like just one of those things and I just remember she like dropped it and she was like fuck oh no like a like a very deliberate (laughs) yeah like and you know same thing like she didn't like lose her cool or anything but it was just like this sort of like moment of weakness or like Mm. vulnerability that I hadn't really heard from my mom Mm. before and I don't know why but that just like sticks out like a sore thumb in my memory of just and it's I mean a much lighter breakdown than Charlotte's pantry moment but Mm -hmm. there isn't really that space for you to have those sort of breakdowns as when you're single or even partnered like Mm. having the kids there just completely changes your priorities and how you present yourself yeah totally I yeah I love that story because like even just thinking like I think I can recall one situation like where like my mom was like expressed some vulnerability and it also sticks out to me because yeah like it's it's just not something that you you see very often Mm -hmm. you don't yeah it's not not common well I guess I don't know it wasn't common for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah in my experience there I mean there's so much pressure on parents and especially moms I think to just you know keep themselves pulled together but that's Mm -hmm. an incredibly like life-changing shift Mm -hmm. and to just keep it together is just man I I have so much respect for parents like I think for me it's like such a difficult job and Mm -hmm yeah (laughs) no absolutely and I I think like that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to to talk about this topic is just like oh this is yeah this is like a a looming question you know Mm -hmm. and it's been it's been kind of like at the back of my mind for for a long time but it feels like very slowly like oh there's a little bit more pressure being like placed um on me to like really consider this and really think about it and it feels like they kind of address this in the show too of just it feels like a decision you have to make and then there's a lot of fear about having regret about making it or not making it and the decision I'm talking about of course is like the decision to have children but they're in the show they kind of discuss this um yeah this like fear of regret on either side of it like was should I have children should I not have children what's the best choice for me like what yeah like what should I do Mm -hmm. sort of thing and um yeah I don't know like I remember growing up I always I questioned that sense of oh this is something that everybody does Mm -hmm. and I really questioned like that kind of life map when we kind of we talked about this of course in um our episode with the lovely Neelam um last season about those kind of life boxes that you check and um I remember really strongly questioning that as a child um and I still I still question it but now it just feels like oh okay (laughs) the the time to decide is is coming near (laughs) oh for sure it's yeah it's a complete because when you are a teenager even in your early 20s Mm -hmm. you kind of whether you want children or not, or you don't know, it's like, it's like, oh, that's a later problem. But now we are sort of facing it in a more direct way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of, and 
I, I really like this baby shower episode because mm-hmm. we see Carrie have, I think, a pretty common experience for a lot of people. Um, but Carrie has a pregnancy scare. Mm-hmm. And this is brought up too in, I believe, the, the coulda, woulda, shoulda episode where Charlotte um, learns that she has a very low chance of, of naturally conceiving children and just kind of says like, oh, in my 20s, I was so concerned about, you know, getting pregnant and I turns out I didn't have to be and yeah in in this um in this particular episode the baby shower Carrie has a pregnancy scare mm-hmm. really faced with that decision yeah <laughs> yeah just kind of that question of like oh yeah this this could be imminent this well then of course in coulda woulda shoulda Miranda is very much faced with that decision yes oh yeah let's let's maybe recap that episode too so in coulda woulda shoulda Miranda discovers that she's pregnant with Steve's baby. She contemplates having an abortion. Uh, Charlotte is heartbroken to, uh, yeah, to discover that she has very low chances of conception with Trey. Um, and then Carrie and Smith are really share their past experiences of having an abortion, and Carrie contemplates whether or not she did the right thing. And Aiden is just playing basketball and passing unnerving judgment <laughs> regarding abortions. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of redeemed himself a little bit at the end. Yeah, he seemed to just kind of be fine with it. But yeah, there was a couple moments where I was like, ooh, not liking your position on this, Aiden. Not a good take, Aiden. Yeah. Not a good take. Is this this is the same episode where they move in together, right? Mm, I think that happens a little bit later. It's later. It's a cardboard baby. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, Miranda is like very much faced with that decision. And mm-hmm. you kind of think she's going to make the, I mean, she goes to the abortion clinic and mm-hmm. she's all ready to have that um, procedure and everything. Mm-hmm. Why do you think she changed her mind? I always kind of wondered this mm-hmm. about this episode mm-hmm. or about this whole um, plotline for Miranda. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a great, great question. I, I wonder too because there there's a lot of like her questioning like is this the right thing to do like or is this my baby like I like Miranda also was talking about some fairly like low chances of conception it kind of seems like even from earlier episodes we got the sense that this really wasn't part of Miranda's plan to to have a kid and she was on like a very career focused trajectory which is you know like totally cool but yeah, she, it really seems like she kind of decides like last, almost like last minute. And mm-hmm. I wonder if part of that was just instinct of like, no, actually like this, this was the right time. Um, and I also wonder how much of that was, yeah, I like you have a character who is so firm. So like, oh yeah, of course, like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Like when approached with this, um, this particular like situation, unexpected pregnancy. And then when she really thinks about it, you know, she actually might feel a little bit differently. And I think that can happen in a lot of different contexts. You think like things are going to go one way, like this is how I'm going to deal with it. And then, you know, just the time comes and instinctually, you know, things are a little bit, yeah, they go a little bit differently. But I don't know. What do, what do you think? Like, what do you think is Miranda's? I mean, yeah, pretty much the same thing. I think, that I mean yeah Miranda is such a headstrong like independent you know she knows what she wants and all these things but Mm -hmm. she does throughout the series like 
you know, whether they're minor decisions or major, major decisions, she does have those times where she like follows her feelings or like mm. follows her instinct. It's better mm-hmm. to put that. And, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Like Carrie in the previous episode we talked about was like questioning. And I think it's one of those things <laughs> that you question and you question and you question Mm -hmm. and there is no right decision like there's no the the decision to have children or the decision to not have children is not neither are Mm -hmm. the right one this is my father said this to me once you make a decision and you live with it and it Mm -hmm. is literally advice that I live by because sure and like earlier we talked about regrets like there's Mm -hmm. this sort of this fear of regret Mm -hmm. and I think that could happen either way Mm -hmm. um but in the end, Miranda felt a certain way or she felt as though she should feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Maybe she felt as though she should get an abortion and because her life was set up in such a way that mm-hmm. she should have it. Um, but then kind of like reconsidered and thought, well, you know, should have would have could have. It's the name mm-hmm. of the episode. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think that ultimately you kind of have to go with your gut and go with your instinct and I think that's what Miranda did here yeah and I really really love the way that she phrased it to Carrie like kind of you know as she was sitting in the clinic like kind of giving her information um you know ready to to follow through with an abortion and she just kind of looks at Carrie and is like is this my baby like is this is this meant to be almost sort of thing and yeah it is kind of a yeah, it's it's nice to like have space to to really be able to change your mind on on decisions like that. Um, but what about the other episode, Catch Thirty Eight, that we watched? Yes. Um. So Catch Thirty Eight, we have Miranda and Steve going on a honeymoon, whatever, and they leave baby Brady Brady. <laughs> First and last name <laughs> Brady Brady. I we've talked about it before, but I just love it so much. <laughs> Right? Like, well, I mean, I guess obviously Brady did not change his last name after Miranda, like, married Steve. But, like, it is a funny thing to think about. Like, what if, even, even what, like, if Brady's name was abbreviated or hyphenated, not abbreviated, so his name was Brady Hobbs Brady. (laughs) That's kind of funny. (laughs) I love it. I hope it is Brady Hobbs Brady. It probably, it must be. Or what if it were Brady Brady Hobbs? (laughs) (laughs) I need to see the birth certificate. <laughs> I need to see Brady's birth certificate. I need to see his passport. What does it say? <laughs> Can you imagine traveling around the world? Like, you know, he kind of leaves um, to go backpacking at the end of it just like that. Like, and his passport just says Brady, 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 Brady Hobbs. <laughs> I'm sure they've seen weirder names. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But still, love it. But yes, Brady is placed in the care of Charlotte and Carrie, and Carrie kind of contemplates, you know, motherhood in this episode and whether or not she should have kids. Um, and this is kind of a question that's really brought to the forefront uh, with her relatively new lover. Uh, but <laughs> I really hate that, um, Petrovsky. Um, yeah, and I, I really, I, I think that this is such a realistic questioning because Carrie is like at a certain age where the decision you know kind of needs to be made it needs to be like firm um Mm -hmm. 
or a decision of what to do, of course, um, just like needs to be made biologically. But, you know, she's like really new and fresh into a relationship. And that's a pretty big question to bring up when you've only been seeing somebody for a couple of months. Um, and then Samantha battles cancer and assumptions about women having children. Another excellent episode. A really great episode. I, I love a lot of lines in this episode. Um, I kind of want to talk about Samantha because... Samantha has her breast cancer plot line and in that particular episode she gets really mad at a doctor who infers that her statistical likelihood of getting breast cancer is a little bit higher based on her choice not to have children mm-hmm. and she gets really outraged at that and that is statistically as I mean as far as the study is I briefly googled to <laughs> confirm that statistical statistical relevance um suggest but it is like I don't know I like the more that I thought about this episode I like it's interesting it's interesting how often that does come up like even more than just breast cancer that also comes up with osteoporosis and mm. I remember my I think my mom told me this so um you know anecdotally but uh osteoporosis can sometimes be a little bit more likely in women who didn't breastfeed Mm. I don't like again like studies are (laughs) I'm not a scientist (laughs) (laughs) yeah grain of salt but um yeah it is interesting like how much that does relate to to women deciding to have children and Samantha really explores um or gets really mad at that doctor because she kind of takes it as like, oh, you made the wrong choice sort of thing. You made the wrong choice to to not have children. And like you said, there is no right or wrong to the choice. It's just a choice that you make. But there is this really strong exploration of like, was that the right choice? Especially when she meets the nun in mm-hmm. the cancer office. And it's just like, oh, you also didn't have children, but like, you know, you're somewhat aligned with religion. So <laughs> how could that that is just a choice you made yeah it's I mean the whole medical world I mean seeking medical care is so tricky and Mm -hmm. complicated and emotional in a lot of ways that I can see absolutely like why Samantha would have gotten upset and I like I 100% I'm kind of behind her I don't think that that was necessarily relevant Mm -hmm. like I mean we are not doctors. Please don't yeah. take any of our <laughs> medical advice or, I mean, not that I'm even offering any, but yeah, I just, I do think that doctor was unprofessional. I don't think that that was necessary to bring up. And I, and I know that he probably didn't mean it with yeah. malintent or anything like that, but um, s- cancer and disease are very, very random a lot Mm. of the time it is very very random what happens to people and like you know you could be the healthiest person uh, quote unquote I mean what does healthy even mean but Mm. uh, alive and just and still get cancer and still get osteoporosis or or whatever so I mean I I completely understand Samantha's like outrage and Mm -hmm. wanting to see somebody who maybe won't put the blame on certain things because that's not what you Mm. need when you're in medical care when you have a you know traumatizing condition like that it doesn't matter at that point your choices don't matter what Mm -hmm. matters is the choices that they make in your care Mm -hmm. and so that's why I think that I don't know 
I'm on Samantha's side. <laughs> oh, 100%. And I love that she, like, so haughtily, like, storms yes. out of the office. And, like, I'm going to go find some rich, hot woman doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, too. I'm like, why does it matter? She's hot. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Power to Samantha. Love that. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, yeah, there, there's just there's no reason to to ever bring that up it doesn't it honestly doesn't even matter like the statistical relevance exactly what you said if somebody has cancer like right in front of you like <laughs> it doesn't really matter like you you just you treat it as a doctor like you don't need to speculate on like why or why not that happened mm-hmm. but I mean the point you bring up is absolutely correct like did I make the right choice mm-hmm. like sort of thinking and I mean Samantha questions that for a moment but then she you know, she says something along the lines like, I love my life Mm -hmm. and I don't want children and I don't really want, well, I guess she's dating Smith at this point, Mm. but it's, yeah, it it really brings that your choices into question. It's something that does that. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I really love this episode too, because Samantha has some really great conversations with Carrie, who's very much like waffling, like, should Mm -hmm. I, should I not? Like what, what's going on here? But I love, like, for each of the four characters, you really get, like, the spectrum of mm-hmm. of choice. Like, you have Samantha, who, like, from the get-go, like, I don't want children. I want to live my life. I want to, like, follow my career. I, you know, she has other priorities, and, like, she's very clear and set in that decision. Like, there's no, there's no waffling what we see. And then we have Charlotte, who's very much on the other end of like, I want to be a mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to do whatever it takes. I'm going to, I'm going to adopt. I'm going to pursue in vitro. Like I'm going to, I'm going to really make this happen because it's really important to me. And I, I really want to do that. And that's also like amazing. Like she's very firm in her decision, like knows that that's her life path. And then you kind of have Miranda and Carrie who are somewhat in the middle. And you do see a little bit of that questioning and that exploration of like, yeah, is this my baby? Or like, oh, like, should I? Like, I'm, I'm at an age where like, you know, maybe I, I kind of have to like really think about this decision. Um, and I really love what Carrie kind of says too, of like, if this was really important to me, like, wouldn't I have tried to make it happen already? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an important question to ask because sometimes it just obviously happens and, and that's wonderful and, and fine. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting question to like also ask as you're as you're contemplating this this really big decision I also love the line in that episode when Charlotte says she asks Carrie like why would you give up a child for a man you hardly know Mm -hmm. and then Carrie says why would I give up uh, a man for a child I hardly know I want yeah I'm amazed I got that I think that was 100% right on but (laughs) Um, yeah, it just, it just brings it all into question. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I love having like, as, as a young person who (laughs) viewed this the first time, like I actually, I think it's really important to have that spectrum of choice and to have that spectrum of like, especially to have a figure like Samantha, who's just like, I don't want this. And like, life is fabulous. I'm fabulous. Like, you know, and that that's great. I think that is really important to to see. And I also think it's important to have characters that are a little bit less set in that decision and and really waffling. And of course, you know, characters like Charlotte who who know what they want and they go for it. And um, yeah, but I, I really like having all of that being represented in a show that really does center on like women and their experiences in life and love dating like a Jacqueline mm-hmm. Suzanne Baffle. 
<laughs> I've never read Jacqueline's design. <laughs> I barely know who that is, but I feel like I can imagine their novels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, yeah. But yeah, I think it, I think it is really important to have, like to really reaffirm that exactly what you said, like this is a decision, it's a choice, but it's just a choice. Like there, there isn't a right or a wrong choice to make. It's just like you, you want to do what's right for you mm-hmm. and what you're going to, to feel good with, you know? Yeah. And I too also like really enjoyed these sort of one-on-one conversations they Mm -hmm. had with each other. We've sort of talked in the past about how um, Charlotte may seem like a bit of an outsider. Like why Mm. would they be friends with her and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Um, Which I, I fully believe that they are like a foursome and that they fit together well. And it's because of stuff like this. It's because Mm. of their, it's their strength and their diversity of opinion and like also the diversity of like what they want Mm -hmm. like because they're on these like other ends of the spectrum and they can have these they can have these conversations where they actually like challenge each other and this is this is a big decision that you want to ask a lot of questions about and because this is a group of friends that you can see both (laughs) all sides of the spectrum um and they can they can question each other and and have these conversations i just think Mm -hmm. that makes their friendships so much not that I felt that they were unbelievable but it just really strengthens them Mm -hmm. and like people can as I said earlier I was like oh people do distance and stuff like that but I do think with like true friends when they start having kids and stuff it's not Mm. it's not that loss of friendship it's that shifting that Mm. like your friendship can kind of survive if it's strong enough Mm -hmm. (laughs) I went on a bit of a tangent there but (laughs) No, I, you know, I, I agree. I think that's, I love that tangent. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, I love, I love too that you bring up, you know, that they have each other to really explore these questions with. And when I think about, you know, who am I going to talk to about, you know, my own like questioning of like, should I, should I not? Like, there are very few people that make the list of who I want to openly have that conversation with because it is a very vulnerable thing. Mm-hmm. It's a very vulnerable thing to like, I don't know, to even explore, especially like, yeah, to explore like, what do I want? What do I not know that I want? What do I do know that I want? It's very, very, very vulnerable. And like to have that core friendship where all of them can have these kinds of conversations and also like, when all of them can really come together when there is that that heat of the moment that like um that kind of tension and I kind of reference there I'm referencing in Kuda Wada Shudda when Miranda's contemplating abortion right as Charlotte's going through you know fertility issues and there's mm-hmm. there's that a, you know quite a, a gap in um, or not a gap, but um, a difference of opinion <laughs> that really comes to a head there. But they can still all like get together, and Charlotte, you know, kind of comes around and is like, "Yeah, I'm gonna support you, like, no matter what." And Miranda, vice versa, is like supporting Charlotte, like on on her journey. And that is absolutely a very strong core friendship where you have different opinions on you know what you might individually choose, but you support your friends' opinions and what mm-hmm. they do. It was such a nice moment that I had totally forgotten about at the end of that episode when Charlotte, of course, and of course she's upset, like, mm. like with Miranda, you know, originally choosing to have an abortion mm. and getting pregnant in the first place by accident. Like, of course she's upset and mad, but there were some really 
nice moments like when Miranda followed Charlotte and she's like okay I'm not gonna say anything but I'm just gonna like Mm -hmm. follow you if you do want to talk and like make sure you get home and blah 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 there was that and then also the moment at the end when they've all come together like after Miranda decides to keep the baby and Charlotte says we're having a baby and it's just it's such a nice warm moment Mm -hmm. and it really bringing that and two, like a, a baby is not something that is just between partners and mm. the parents that have the baby. It's it should be raised by a community and like mm. by your friends and your aunties and your uncles. And like it's just it's just such a nice moment. And it really ends the episode on a nice note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, there's some really, really tender moments of friendship in that episode, despite, you know, kind of the the big struggles that that a lot of them are, are going through mm-hmm. and Miranda and, and Charlotte specifically like those are not often characters that get such mm-hmm. vocal story lines like that through throughout the series so yeah no it's so it's so lovely to see like those moments of friendship between them especially and this thing that they they eventually kind of like bond over yeah. motherhood I, I mean not <laughs> having abortions (laughs) (laughs) yes and i mean as much as we can shit on the second movie there Mm. are some nice we see that kind of come back in it a little bit that sort of charlotte and miranda connection yes that i think like miranda's neighbor said like if you don't have kids you just don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so they're able to like have that connection whereas charlotte and samantha are of course there for them Mm -hmm. in the best way they possibly can be and they show up but it's something that i think you probably can't fully understand Mm, and yeah until until you experience it yeah absolutely and you know yeah exactly like you said as much as people shit on the second movie very warranted that's actually my favorite part is Mm -hmm. like when miranda and charlotte are together and they're just they're really being honest about their experience with motherhood up until that point um because it's such a like yeah, it's, it's a lovely bonding moment between them and between, again, these two characters that you really don't see <laughs> shine um, mm. as much throughout the series. So, yeah, no, that's I, I really appreciate that kind of honesty and that vulnerability with each other. Yeah. And again, like sort of breaking past that perception that mothers need to be strong and mm. like not complain about having children or, or not complain about having them specifically, but complain about the struggles that they face yeah. and so like being able to see that sort of at the forefront I think is really really special mm-hmm. in a show like this mm-hmm. yeah and being and being honest about it because mm-hmm. yeah there there are lots of ups and downs I mean I was a child once and <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> I can remember lots of ups and downs to to childhood I, I can absolutely appreciate that from a parent's perspective there's even more decisions and mm-hmm. hardness that that happens or difficulties that that happen yeah I've had so I I know that I don't want kids but I've had two moments in my life by talking to other people where I'm like maybe I do because there was one where I had a friend that I worked with at a restaurant and she was older and she had two kids two sons who were like my age Mm. but they were just like the best family like they hung out together all the time they always went out together they like spent so much time together and she was a young mom like Mm. I think accidental pregnancies I think she was like 16 and 18 or something Mm. like that 
but she was just like they're my best friends Mm -hmm. like she's like it was so fucking hard in the beginning it was so fucking hard but now that they are adults like it's my like family and like Mm -hmm. I think about I do think about that sometimes because I'm like you know there is something to be said about having a little you yeah and then also another moment with my little cousin who was like uh, I was what I took care of her when I lived in Paris and I just remember like tucking her into bed one night she was 10 years old or maybe 11 and she was just like the spitting image of her mother mm. like my cousin and and I don't even she said I love you and like she was just being so sweet and then mm. that was a moment where I was like do I want a little mini me so it's like while I know that or like while I feel pretty confident in my decision Mm. I mean I'm 31 maybe that decision will change and Mm. like who knows but in my current state I feel pretty confident but it's still something that I think you will always question and it's something that they continue to question even like Carrie and just like that was sort of like I think in the first few episodes when it was just her and Big she was kind of even like just the two of us and like Mm. people other people questioned her decision and I think it's just like something that like anything else it's like you're always gonna live with like what if what if coulda woulda shoulda (laughs) no absolutely absolutely yeah it's um I love children like so much I love babies I mean they're just like so cute if I had a baby all the time to like squish and hold like I yeah I love children but that's oh yeah it's it's a lot to think about like oh actually you know there's more to to a a child or a young person than just being cute and you know all of the all of the great moments like there's there's a lot to consider too about like raising a tiny human and I just think about like that and yeah I'm real I am on the fence I'm so on the fence I just I have no idea because like as much as I I think about the choices that I would make and I would want to believe that I would make the best choices possible. I'm just, I'm fucking terrified of like doing something wrong or yeah, just like not, not raising somebody to the the best that I could. And oh yeah, it's, I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm, I, I I truly (laughs) believe it's probably one of the scariest things you could do Mm -hmm. is like raising a child. Yeah. I even saw an Instagram post from a, an old coworker of mine that I like barely talked to. And it was like his little baby and, and the baby was very cute. And like, it was like, I love you so much. Like one month old. And it's like the first few weeks were so scary, (laughs) like just fully like heart out in this Instagram post. And it's just, which was kind of nice to see. Yeah, It's kind of nice to see that sort of like, you know, you look at social media or anything and it's sort of this like, picture perfect life and like family portraits and Mm. blah 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 but it's just nice to know that there is sort of this like real experience happening behind it this real like Mm. day-to-day like scary thing (laughs) I don't I don't know why that's nice to know (laughs) no I I think that goes back to your point about like you know being vulnerable as a parent and I mean social media like really skews this now because like I don't know you can see so many (laughs) pictures of happy families or like happy children and the reality is it's not always like that it's yeah there there are sometimes like tough moments or like difficult decisions or you know stuff going on behind the scenes that you don't 
you don't really get that full picture of and especially like when you have a newborn and like it just that like transition that like oh suddenly I have a, I have a tiny tiny like human that <laughs> I need to like care for and make sure that they're fed like you know make sure that you know they're they're doing okay like that yeah that is weird it's like a it's a weird transition and um yeah very I can imagine a very emotional one mm-hmm. like I I think about I think about like postpartum um depression mm-hmm. and it just oh my gosh like my heart goes out to to folks that like do struggle with that like so so deeply and that's like part of my fear is like I oh I fear going through that too because I can absolutely understand like your emotions like and the the tough change and transition can be so much to process mm-hmm. on top of taking care of, of a tiny human and having that responsibility yeah <laughs> but yeah I right, let's let's talk about Aiden yeah let's talk about Aiden Aiden. Steve um I didn't like Aiden's mm, attitude no towards Carrie toward well towards Miranda ultimately Mm. or do you mean with the abortion stuff yeah no I think you're you're right I think it's more accurate to say like towards Miranda I think towards the topic in general yeah but I didn't I didn't, yeah, I didn't really like that. No, I mean, Aiden is a revered hero. Everyone loves Aiden, but I, <laughs> I mean, I was telling you this when we were watching, I was like, if he said, hey, Pop-Tart to me, when I walked <laughs> in that door, I would be irate. But no, absolutely. He, I think he really um, treated Carrie with disrespect, mm-hmm. disrespect towards her friend and also just wrong take, bad take. <laughs> Yeah, like I think he, I think you can really sense Carrie's fear of being judged by him based in the episode Coulda Woulda Shoulda where Carrie really struggles in being honest with him about her own experience of having an abortion. Like even in their like final conversation at the very end of the episode where you know she's finally telling him like okay, that's the honest truth. Except it's not. Like there I was actually like this age and oh actually it was a one night stand and like you know there was you could almost see that thought process of like how do I make this something that he's not going to judge me for or like I'm really scared of the judgment that he could pass back to me and like Mm -hmm. from a partner like that's so terrifying to think like this person could judge me so horribly for a decision that was absolutely mine to make like Mm -hmm. you can like you know what I mean? Like Carrie really, it felt like she really had to like justify that to Aiden. Yeah. And it like those little details don't matter. Mm-hmm. And she had to sort of like try to cover well, yeah. well, not and not. Yeah. She sort of had this weird like covering up or whatever of the actual details when, yeah, in the end, it doesn't matter. It was her decision to make mm-hmm. um, whether she was in a relationship or not, or whether she was 18 or 22. It's like it literally doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. yeah, Aiden did not strike me as a very like supportive or like caring partner in this episode. Yeah. Not very understanding. Yeah. And imagine, like, what if it were their situation? Like, how would that have turned out differently? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, my my ex-partner told was very, like, I don't want to say pro-life, 
um, but was very like not 100% supportive of abortion for for many reasons and was like very open about telling me that and one of the reasons why like was very much kind of what Aiden said of like well guys like kind of like they don't get to decide they get like the shit under the stick and I heard that and was like cool well if I'm ever in a situation where like that's my choice and I I want to get one I need to get one I'm not telling you because <laughs> like you're clearly not being very supportive <laughs> or understanding yeah he's very much being an Aiden <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly and good thing he's gone although Aiden <laughs> is coming back <laughs> I know well you know what Aiden strikes me as like the kind of person that like he wanted to be a dad like he True. he has peak dad energy like yeah. carrie walking through the door and him being like hey pop tart like where <laughs> you been what you been doing it's like i think he really wanted to be a dad and i'm glad that he he got to be a dad and i'm curious like if he does come back for and just like that um season two like how are their paths going to intersect it'll be interesting um, it makes me think about, uh, like, because Carrie was having such a difficult time in Catch 38. Mm -hmm. Like, she's like, should I bring up this conversation in the early stages of dating? Like, I'm 38. And, of course, in this other episode, I guess she would have been, like, 35. So mm -hmm. still at a pivotal moment of your life where you're thinking about, like, having kids and stuff. Yeah. And, like... Was that a time? I mean, I feel like that probably was a time to have that conversation with Aiden. You're mm. deciding to live together. You're deciding to build a life together. Like, was mm. kids never even a conversation that they they had? Because you're right. Like, Aiden mm -hmm. absolutely does have dad energy. And, like, it's very believable and makes sense in alignment with his character that he would want kids. So why was that not a topic of conversation when they mm. were getting serious? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's such a great question. And I think that this comes to why I don't think Carrie and Aiden like long term or at that point in the series like I don't think that they were meant to be together long term um, because there were really big conversations like that that mm -hmm. just I mean if they happened we we don't know about it we never seem to to see it even like the conversation about marriage like did they talk about that or did he just like buy a ring and like Carrie found it, you know? Cause my impression is that like most folks that like are getting married, there's like some conversation. <laughs> it's not just a surprise, like romantic proposal. Like there is some conversation about like that being like on the horizon. I always wonder about that. Cause that is so common in mm -hmm. television and movies to just like the surprise proposal, but like why not talk about mm -hmm. it and I I feel like in I mean in real life or at least in my own experience like with my friendships and relationships mm -hmm. it's like that is a conversation you have mm -hmm. like it's not it's it's a big deal to get married mm -hmm. I don't know and then yeah I don't know it's there's like this weird like it's almost like it's seen as not romantic or something if it's mm -hmm. not a surprise but it's just like it just makes sense <laughs> yeah like <laughs> uh it's a pretty big decision and you know I think I think this can this absolutely can happen and, and does happen where people make really big decisions like that and then you know they down the road they're like oh the question of having kids is like actually something that we didn't really talk about and mm -hmm. I think that can actually lead to a lot of you know sometimes conflict when you know people realize oh we're 
we're actually on opposite sides of this or like we're not in total agreement mm-hmm. and that can be so hard because at that point like your lives are like together and you're merged and then you're having this like really big conversation that can oof, it can be challenging yeah so yeah not a lot of foresight <laughs> So bring it up a month into dating when you're 38, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it, I I think it's totally valid. Yeah. I like, I'm not currently single, but I feel like if I were single, I'd be like, don't want kids <laughs> on my dating profile. Like don't, because I mean, we are at an age where yeah. that is what many people are considering and would like to eventually do and like maybe sooner than later. So I'm like, let's just mm-hmm. be upfront about it. <laughs> no, I, I love that because when you think of like all of the different sources of pressure that somebody who is able to have kids and like considering it, like there's so many different avenues of pressure that one gets, like just being out in the world, (laughs) like you can, you can absolutely get that. But when you're with a partner for like a long period of time, like that's a different avenue of pressure that can like Mm -hmm. hit a little bit different because Mm -hmm. suddenly like, well, if I don't want kids and my partner does or vice versa, what does that mean for our relationship? It can be mm-hmm. so scary to think about, like, the consequences of that. Yeah. It's not quite the same as, like, brushing off your parents bothering you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or even just being able to make that that decision, like, comfortably by yourself. Like, this is not something that I want. I'm happy, comfortable with, like, uh, other things that are in my life, other people in my life. Um, yeah, it's, like, it's very different to make that decision where, like, oh, there are consequences to to this. Or or just, I, I really want to be with my partner. I love them. I want to make them happy or whatever mm. the case might be. And that's, like, kind of why Carrie agreed to, like, marry Aiden in the first place, too. <laughs> it was, like, the pressure of him surprise kneeling in front of her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Aiden. did not turn out. Nope. I do like the thought, though, I know this has come up in um, in other podcasts, uh, every outfit, hello. <laughs> We're listening. <laughs> We're listening. <laughs> but I think, I do think Carrie could be a great stepmother, because she gives, like, really great godmother, like, auntie, like, kind of energy. Like, she's always there for Charlotte's kids, um, what we can see, and just like that. Like, she gives me, like, really good, like vibes that way I think that if she did intersect with Aiden again and you know he has his like probably now adult adult children um whoa she could I don't know she could be great that way I don't know she'd be a great stepmother I agree yeah 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 I see that for her (laughs) love that for her um do we want to talk about the cardboard baby The cardboard baby. I guess we're, yeah, because we're kind of talking about, um, you know, Aiden not necessarily being a super supportive partner. Like, let's talk about another not supportive partner. Hello, paging Dr. Trey McDougal. (laughs) McDougal. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, obviously this marriage was destined to fail from the beginning, Mm -hmm. but the cardboard baby (laughs) really was the icing on the cake. Just so so out of touch with like the Charlotte's struggles and then you actually also see that pressure too of like well Trey is not on board with having a child and Charlotte was like really struggling to to let that go because that had been such a big that's something that she wanted for so long mm-hmm. and yeah feeling like okay well my my husband doesn't want this so you know I have to let this go like that was so hard and difficult for her and then he tries to like make light of it with a cardboard baby just 
oof, not on the same page. Again, like, I feel like if, because they got married so quickly mm-hmm. and, like, really started their relationship so quickly. Had Charlotte just said in the beginning, I really want bunnies, mm. and Trey said he didn't, maybe they would have broken up before it was too late. <laughs> I wonder, too, like, I think there is, like, Trey carries, I mean, quite a bit of privilege just in general, but he does carry some privilege in being a man in that, like, he could just decide not to. Like, maybe he he would have been on board with it, and then he's like, actually, this is, and he very much does this. He's like, actually, this is too hard. This Mm -hmm. is too hard for me, let alone his wife, who's, like, struggling with, you know, fertility and, you know, pursuing different options to... Um, and I believe that they start in vitro at one point, like taking the hormonal shots and stuff, like very hard for his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, he's like, actually, this is too hard. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. Like just being able to change your mind like that. Whereas, you know, women and like folks with uteruses, like you don't, you don't always have that. You don't always have that, I guess, that capacity to, to be like, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> or actually yes i want to do this right because there's that biological kind of component to it in conclusion i want to state i love moms moms are like fucking superheroes for everything that you do like for everything and yeah just it's a big decision to make <laughs> Yeah. Actually, I don't even know if I want to say that. I'm very much like second guessing everything I'm saying at this point. (laughs) I think that it takes a lot of strength to make the decision either to be a parent or either to not because Mm -hmm. either to not. (laughs) I love that. It's it's not really grammatically correct, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I think it takes a lot of strength because, you know, life is difficult whether you have a child or not um and I think oh my god I I don't know I felt like I started strong and then I couldn't no (laughs) I think (laughs) I think you're absolutely right it's a really tough choice either way and like showing grace for ourselves and for other folks who are like struggling with that decision and you know just respecting that decision where it might lie because yeah it is it's tough it's a lot to think about and a lot to bring up at at any point in your life and I'm really grateful that we saw a little bit of that exploration like throughout the show and kind of modeled, you know, there are different life paths that that folks can take and they some of them involve kids and it's great and some of them don't and that's also really great. Mm-hmm. There's no wrong decision. There's no wrong decision. You make a decision and you live with it. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that wisdom. <laughs> well... Well, we want to thank our listeners, of course. Thank you so, 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 so much for listening. Um, We just uh, so appreciate your support. Um, Yeah, just thank you. Thank you for your ears. Thank you for your time and attention. Um, And thank you for any five-star reviews that you might leave (laughs) Yes, any five-star reviews, um, please send them our way. But either way, please rate, review, and subscribe. We're all over the place. We're on Spotify, iTunes, all the things. And if you feel so inclined, DM us a post-it note. Yeah, and give us your best haiku. Uh, (laughs) Don't break up with us, though. Give us another chance. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's your decision, but... (laughs) But don't. (laughs) Really, don't hate us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
my gosh. I feel like we almost need to revisit burger. It's been a while since we've talked about burger. Yeah. I'm going to bring up bring up burger and bring up the burger. hot dog. <laughs> Get a little hot dog. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, we will see y'all next time or hear y'all next time. I guess we'll do neither, but we know you're there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.